everybody says like if they like if they would ever have like their hall pass person and like me and your husband have talked about our hall passes to be honest my hall pass is just to hang out and go shopping with blake we don't need to be intimate i just want to be in her presence blake lively is like yeah gonzo too right huh gonzo too right he just wants to hang out and go shopping i'm not speaking for gonzalo i'm just speaking for no you say yes right <laughs> yes of course okay. that's i love that for him Hello, cuties, and welcome back to another episode of Perspectives of Pop Culture. I'm Lindsay, this is Justin, and this is my big dumb sweater to take away from my big dumb swollen face for my big dumb wisdom teeth removal yesterday. <laughs> is it working? <laughs> you don't look puffy, so I'm going to say really? yes. I look no, you don't. so swollen in person, I'm telling you. Like, my but the lipstick also helped because my lip yeah this but i also from what i remember with getting my wisdom teeth pulled is you feel swollen but you're not actually swollen because it's the numbing medication and shit no bro i looked swollen <laughs> it was intense how I, was it I yesterday strolled. were you able to were you able to eat anything okay so let's talk about wisdom teeth removal because i feel like no one's honest what do you mean? No. Also, nobody gets them done at like 30 something. Everybody gets them done. At like That's actually 20s. a lie because I was just on a meeting with my boss and he's like older than me and he said he's getting his out in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, okay. everyone grows wisdom teeth at different speeds, Justin. Some of us just grow we're wisdom all, faster than others. Yeah, we're all on our own wisdom <laughs> timeline of the universe. Honestly... I've been procrastinating it for years. I should have gotten these wisdom teeth removed like 10 years ago, um, but they weren't bothering me enough to want to do it. And you know what? They did bother me a lot and I ignored how much they bothered me because I just didn't feel like doing it. Wait, was it like actual pain that they were causing you and you were just ignoring it? <laughs> yeah. Lindsay. I know. This, this is my – this will be my downfall is me, like, ignoring shit. Like, me only wearing one contact for a month because I lost the other one. And I just don't feel like putting in the other – remember I used to do that all the time? Lindsay, that's how you – oh, my God. I'm fine. I got LASIK. I'm live, laugh, loving. I'm stressed. So I got my wisdom teeth pulled yesterday. And mind you, the uh -huh. whole procedure itself is like five minutes, okay? It's very quick. Well, at least it was for me because my – in my case, my wisdom teeth were already grown in. They were actually so grown in that they were grown past my other teeth of my top level. So the tooth was growing so far that it was hitting the gum on my bottom. Lindsay, how the hell did you close your mouth? Is that why your like, mouth hangs open all the time? And my mouth never hangs open. It's actually always wired shut. You could ask Gonzo. My jaws always clench. And I do wake up with headaches and I, from, like, grinding my teeth. And I'm a clencher in my sleep because I'm, I'm traveling galaxies and universes and my dreams are intense and I'm clenching my teeth. And that's what happens when you're um, this, oh a witch. God. This is a PSA to you guys. 
don't ignore your health, especially as we're all getting a little bit older. Like this is not the time to ignore your health. One of our friends I hung out with this weekend talked to me about me talking about hypertension, how it really kind of changed his perspective. And now he's paying attention to it more because he thought, oh, it's something that I can ignore. I'm in my 30s. Like, no, dude, I have people come in with strokes because they ignore their hypertension for like a couple years. So I get this lecture every day of my life from my husband. So thank you. I'm so glad that we could reiterate it here on this platform. Mm -hmm. However, I've heard mm -hmm. it one trillion times. Well, and now I'm going to get it from my mom, time. too, after this episode goes live. So thank you. Anyways, back to my wisdom teeth removal. They pull them out within five mm -hmm. minutes. The worst part is that you can hear it. You know, like you can hear the roots detaching from the roof of your mouth, from your gums. And I just feel okay. like there should be a solution for that. Like they should say, why don't you bring some AirPods so that you're listening to something else while instead of listening to the roots ripping out of your gums. You know, I think that would what? be kind. What drugs do they give you? Besides the numbing medication. I just got numbing because mine were already so fully grown in that I didn't do – I didn't opt for any, like, anesthesia or anything because oh, it was just, like, a regular tooth pull. You don't messed up, A.A. Ron. I was like, how do you remember all this? I was loopy as shit. I don't remember a damn – I remember them saying countdown from 10. <laughs> and then next thing I know, I woke up saying stupid-ass shit in my mom's they car. They asked me if I wanted it, and I was like, no, like, I'm oh. not a little bitch self-inflicted oh my god it was not painful like it's numbing you're numbed yeah they yank. but you wouldn't remember the pulling and all this other randomness well then i wouldn't have been able to come here today and warn the girlies honestly it was no big deal everyone's a big fat baby if they don't because if i'm sorry if you have to get them excavated out of your gums then please take the the anesthesia and like count from 10 but if your tooth's all the way grown in it's just a regular tooth extraction pole and i got that done when i was in like third grade and i remember surviving so i think 30 year old Lindsay can handle it oh we just got a regular badass over here who just i actually have a really high pain tolerance would you this is a random future question are you an epidural girly or like you know natural feel all the pain girly Man, oh, man, this has been a hot topic over here on this island because so many girlies have either recently just given birth or are pregnant and they're talking yeah. about it. And the overall consensus for Hawaii girls is that you're a natural birth girly and you're supposed to be because we are women and women's bodies have been doing this for centuries and we should – they know what to do, you know. Um, so are you a home birth girly? I think we talked about this before. No, by the way, I'm getting an epidural. Like, that's not even an option in my mind. Like, <laughs> I need the epidural. Are you kidding me? I do have a high pain tolerance. Like, unless I'm having weirdly, like, easy contractions, I don't know how yeah. birth works. I've never done it yet. And, you know, well, you every said, single you... girly that tells me is a fully different story, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think for my very first baby, I'm definitely going to be – doing everything by the book because I'm so unaware of the process. And then maybe I'll branch mm. out, be more of a granola girly when I'm having my second or my third. A third oh, would be third, an accident. Huh? By, a third would be an accident, by the way. I'm just going to put that on record. If we have three babies, if I have a third baby announcement, just know it was an accident. It was not on purpose. So you're going to record this forever for posterity so then they can take this to the therapy when they're like 20 something and be like, my mother called me an accident before I was even 
a glint in Gonzalo's, you know, testicle. Listen, I'm going to be perfect in every other way, so they ha I have to put them in therapy for something. See, that they're going to send them to therapy for that, too. My mom thinks she's perfect. She puts that pressure on me. I'm really glad we're building up. You know what? Pop really needs to pop off now because uh, you're going to need to pay for a lot of therapy bills for all your children. Facts. Facts. <laughs> and I will put them in it because I'm not against oh, therapy good. for these people. I'm happy for the unborns. Listen, we're all going to screw up our kids in some way or another. Like, whether you think you are or you aren't. Even if you don't screw them up the same way that your parents screwed you up, you're like, oh, at least I didn't do this to my kid. Don't worry. You're well, going to do something you else to your kid. So it's like they're oh, all going to be screwed up no matter what. So if I if my child ends up in therapy because I said that they were an accident, then that's a win in my book. I've killed it as a mother. <laughs> Even if they feel inferior to their other siblings because they were planned and they were meant to be here and they feel like they have no purpose. Are you kidding? I'm going to be such a my kids are going to be spoiled brats because I'm going to be so obsessed with them. That they like I will make sure that they know how obsessed with them I am. I if you, do you see taking, how obsessed I am with my cats? Look, I think you're you're assuming that you're going to be obsessed with all your kids equally and every parent. If they're being a totally honest, they are not obsessed with all their kids equally. Well, you know what? My mom says she loves us equally all the time, and she makes it a really big point to say it. But I know deep down in her soul that I'm the favorite. Actually, my brother probably is. Because just like yeah, moms Anna, like moms like their sons more. Yeah. Anna, you ain't got to lie to kick it. Because we we they're like a daughter triggers too much within a mother, but like a son exactly. is just like pride and joy to a mom. The sweet baby boy. Even though I'm an overall much more angel of a of a human. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> Even though he's the one that's already bought a house and is top of his law law class. No worries, I'm top angel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> he's in his yeah, finals Lindsay. right now, and he's all stressed about his finals. And I was like, "Can you relax? Like, you've already you've already shown us. Okay, we're already proud. We get it. Like, I don't like. Please get a C for once for me." Oh my god. Anyways, how was your weekend? Damn. Bruh, not bruh. I don't know why I called you bruh. bruh. Um, you do that sometimes. We weekend was absolutely crazy. Um, I weirdly enough wound up with two DJ gigs in the same weekend. Um, Ooh. Friday night was Manelli's Christmas party, which I did last year. So fun. And Sunday, yep. Sunday night was, uh, core powers Christmas party. And the overall consensus that people told me was like, wow, you've gotten a lot better since last year. <laughs> Wait, that's so, so great, Justin. Great news. What did you think about me back then? <laughs> they thought you were great then, but now you're blowing them out of the water. Yeah. No, like it was it was great. Um, it was funny because Jack and I were talking about back a year ago, I had like my little toy controller that's like this big. Yeah. Which is like my super legit looking one. And yeah, that's the thing too. You've upgraded that in your itself it just looks more professional. So anyway, um, so yeah, the one uh on Friday was down in LA, whole lot of fun. Um, people are loving it. I like so many cool people at the Manelli party. Oh my god! It's just Everyone's like, so cool. Once 
once again, it's like effortless. It's just effortless. Annoying. I know. So I so we so anyway, I the thing that like I love most about DJing and that like whole experience is like when you first start playing and like people's not really paying attention, you might get like a couple of head bobs here and there. But like that moment when you get like one or two people to like start dancing. And then you let them know that you know that they know that you know that y'all on the same vibe. Yeah, yeah, you have a little you, bit of a telepathy moment. And then you just lean into them. So like this one group of girls started dancing and I believe it was when it was like some house track that I played. And like I've kind of learned over time when you're playing these like dj sets where you're not the center of the reason why they're there so like if yeah. you're not playing a dj show where they're purposely coming to you you like it's almost a disservice to yourself to like going with the set playlist because you really don't know what the vibe is going to be of the people yeah and they're not really there to see your special sound or your particular sound so it's like i go in like i play a little bit different things um some like edits some hip-hop some latin and then like i played house and then they fucking ate it up and i just leaned in i played milkshake i played um god oh, what's the name of that stupid milkshake song is the song yeah, of the like, year for dj patrick lamar oh my god milkshake that uh, remix is epic and so i was just, like i leaned into it and like i kept them on the dance floor for like a good long time um and then at the end of the night i played love by keisha cole and had everybody singing which was absolute dream come true cute um oh shit so yeah, so that that one was a lot of fun. Um, that one I got to experiment more. I wish I would have played more ratchet shit because that's like my one opportunity to play ratchet music is at that kind of venue because here in Santa Barbara, nobody's trying to listen to Sexy Red, like Let That Coochie Breathe. Yeah, so. but Justin, that's like their place of business at Manelli. Like they're all like- Nah, it would have been fine. Professionals. <laughs> nah, it would have been cool. I would have had all the ratchets out on the dance floor and they white outfits. Everyone looked ah. really good in all white. I love an all white party. It's really underrated. It is, but it's a summer thing. It was really hard to find an all white fit that was like winter. No, a winter white, a white winter wonderland like snow. You all like snowflakes. Yeah, I mean, I found a fit, but it was just I've everything that I kept coming across seemed more summery or spring. So it was. My it's issue. the accessories anyway, uh, that pull you into being winter. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so like Jackie ended up coming with me um, and then we went over to our friend Ashley and Jeff's spot for Jeff's birthday the next day. Um, so my guy had us out here doing Korean barbecue and karaoke, which yeah, like J Jackie and I realized we're not karaoke people. You know, that's like never been on our list of like activities of like, oh, we should do this one day. Yeah. But I will say this fun as hell. My with them. It was very fun. Also. I don't know the lyrics to songs like I think I do or the cadence Such or the beat. facts. And no one mm -hmm. talks about that. This is why no, you're supposed to have one hard. karaoke song that you've mastered. That's your go-to <laughs> karaoke jam. Listen, there were songs. I chose a song that I thought I knew really well and I th thought I knew the cadence really well. But when you don't have background noise or background singers or anything and you just have the words in it's front rough. of you it is hard to keep the cadence and the rhythm of the song and i just sounded like i was reading a paragraph and it sounded so bad yeah um yeah yeah but then you know jeff and i song backstreet boys i want it that way and we crushed it love it see you, you have know. to really 
this is just karaoke advice for everyone out there. You have to think about if you're going to karaoke, like you really need to prepare. Yeah. You need to know what song you, you want to do. You need to know Highly the words. You need to know the cadence. Yep. And you need to you need to come prepared with one to two songs. My personal yep. go to karaoke songs are usually like Shania Twain or Taylor Swift because I can re- recite those in my sleep, so it's yep. you know comes to me easily. But the ones that always um, are like crowd pleasers is like Colt Forty Five. Everyone always says that. Colt Forty Five and two zigzags, baby, that's all you need. Wait, and bye. Um, you don't know the words. Uh, roll, um, roll. Is that by Andre Nicotina? Yeah, I think so. It, it's not my karaoke song. I was going to say, isn't that like, that's more like a gonzo karaoke song. You yeah. don't seem like a I'm just Andre saying, girl. every time I've gone to karaoke in the past two years, someone has sang that song. It's like a good, uh, okay, because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. really singing. It's more just like speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's easy yeah. and people want to sing with you, you know? I give it to you. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was my first karaoke experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, and ironically enough, my dad hit me up today asking me to help him find uh, mics and speakers because he wants to do karaoke at like the next family gathering. And I'm like, what did I do to deserve all this karaoke? You posted it to your story life? and then everyone was like, oh, wait, yeah, we should do that. Honestly, a lot of families do family karaoke over the holidays, and I don't think it's a bad idea if you have, like, a really big family and there's alcohol involved. See, mm, mm, d- see, that's my gripe. I, th- I can honestly say, and I don't like saying this out loud, I was only able to get up there and do that, even just in front of two of my best friends, because I was drunk. I cannot do that sober. And you also need the crowd to be a little tipsy to like lean in and play with you. A sober crowd is and not a fun also crowd. Also, don't think, and also don't critique you as much and think you sound as bad because you know they're a little wonky. Facts. Yeah. So my family doesn't drink, so this will be done totally sober. So this should be interesting. Well, sending prayers and blessings your way for family karaoke Christmas 2023. Thank you. So anyway, finished up with that. Had a blast with them. Dinner was great. Um, and then I we came back to Santa Barbara, both exhausted. Um, oh my God, the two beds that we slept on, the air oh. mattress we slept on deflated halfway through the night. And then the other bed we slept on was just like a little firm. You know, I like my bed with a little give, a little something, something. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's it was really firm, hard so. to sleep at other people's houses if they don't have like a full bed room for you. Yeah. Yeah. With Especially like, like tired ear. A mattress topper. <sighs> yeah. So. We went into Sunday already tired, came back, napped for a little bit, and then I DJed their Core Power Christmas party, which, again, was a lot of fun. Um, you know, as I get older, I know less and less people in Core Power because... Yeah, that's interesting. Essentially, like, Core Power, it's people age out in a way because they end up having kids, they move away, and, like, a lot of the teachers are mainly, like, uh, college students who are only here for three, four years max. Yeah. So it's really weird to look out in the crowd and be like, I don't know who anybody is. Yeah. Facts. Because your your class has aged out. Whoa. whoa. My class ain't aged. My class is still packed. I just want to make that perfect. No, no. Clear. Your class of core power, like teachers and front desk oh, people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, not yeah, your that. like yoga, not your class attendees. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that was, but it still crushed it. It was a lot of fun once again. 
Um, and then I rounded off the weekend with getting offered to play at the local mall here for like a holiday like gathering. Yeah. What's the local mall? Yet. So it's it's, it's weird saying it. Uh, Paseo Nuevo, where like the where outdoor mall is here in Santa Barbara. Like on the main street? Yeah, on State Street. Yeah, like in their little courtyard. Area. Oh, in their courtyard. That's cute. Yeah, like is the courtyard like done up event. really well for the holidays? Mm-hmm. And then I like feel a little like, family gathering thing. I feel like that courtyard in the recent years that I've been has like that whole shopping center has really thinned out and is not as Oh yeah, there's amazing. There's no stores. <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty bleak in there. Yeah, there's there's not a lot uh of stores. There's a lot of empty stores. At least the ones right around the center area, there's they're not vacant, but like yeah. when you go branch out, they're definitely vacant. But um yeah, they hit me up. They asked, they said it's going to be a family oriented event, which so no is harder than like you initially think, because like you can't just trust that a song like, oh, it, it says clean. It'll be OK to play for kids because like there's a lot of songs that say they're clean and they drop like that, like ass or even what they're talking about. So I legit yeah. have to like go through my crate that I plan on using and like make sure it's actually family friendly. Do you get paid for this? Um, Yes, I do. Okay, good. It's very Great. nice. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that'll so, be a lot of work in itself finding family friendly tunes. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. And like, I'm sure they're gonna want Christmas related music. And you shit, know so. what? You should use Sabrina Carpenter's Fruitcake album. That's really hitting it with all the folks right now. All the youth. All the youth of our time. Speaking of youth, I had somebody approach me and tell me that their little sister wanted to let me know. That is very millennial of me that I still call Jackie Bay on Instagram. I guess that is my millennial is showing. It and is. And so now I don't know what to call Jackie on Instagram. Do I just say, hey, you? Or. No, like, like. What's like, I don't like. My girl. My woman. My baby. My love of my life. See, I have Mia Moore, which is timeless. A timeless classic. So, yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, sorry. Well, if any of you guys um, out there have any ideas anyway. of what Justin should call his wife on Instagram, please please write us in. This is a very important topic. We speaking must get to us, the bottom of it. Speaking of us being millennials, uh, do you know the definition of the Webster word of the year is? Or do you know what the Webster word of the year is? No, what is it? Added? Riz. Just oh, got added yeah. to the dictionary yeah i know what riz is it's like charisma like riz yeah it's like game like you yeah. know you have that confidence that swag you have all swag right, sure. riz swag charisma it's, it's all, all the like the same thing Got um it. speaking of the youth this is not a story but i did want to bring it up because i thought it was crazy um it was jingle ball this weekend you know and sabrina carpenter and olivia rodrigo performed and they were performing songs that were like at each other about each other and it just bothers me that they just don't take a photo together and be like we're fine like it's bothering yeah. me that they're not joining forces as women it, well, I you know, what it could be is that they're totally letting this whole beef play out in the media because it gets them album sales and views and clicks. And they're really not beefing behind the scenes. Like, yeah, but remember when Taylor, Selena and Haley took a photo together and then it like broke yeah. the internet? Why can't they yeah. do that? And you know what? They should take a photo together and then like six months later release a song together. 
that's like, fuck boys, we'll never let a boy get in between us. Girls don't do that, you know? Oh, wow. That's a powerful title of a song. Well, obviously, we'll we'll workshop the title. But I don't understand why mm-hmm. that's not the PR move, publicists. Clearly, you need to uh, hit up their uh, team and let them know. Take somebody's job. I know. Well, maybe I'll make a TikTok about it. There you go. No, thanks. Okay, let's get into our trends. Let's talk about them. You want to go first? I'll go first because mine sounds so weird, but I'm on Bean Talk, and I don't know if anyone else is out there. Fudge is Bean Talk. Bean Talk is a very safe corner of the internet where girlies share how they make their own beans. Like Like literal, like pinto beans garbanzo beans you like white beans like instead of yeah like instead of just buying them in a can they buy dried beans and they make them in a delicious way and then they have them throughout the week on toast or with eggs or like by themselves with some wilted kale why is this like a corner of the internet i feel like that's just a thing people have always done it is but it's become a phenomenon on TikTok, and it's called Bean Talk, and I think you should all go look at girlies making their beans. And I'm going to do that today when we get done with this because I can only have soft foods for four more days, and I think me making my own beans would be a nutritious and delicious way to satisfy my my belly at this time. Didn't you hear about beans, though? What? What, what do I need to know about beans? Well, beans, beans, the more you eat, the more you toot. <laughs> The more you toot, the better you feel. This may be so an unpopular opinion. Meal. This may be an unpopular opinion, but like Gonzo and I fart in front of each other. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I'd be Will concerned. you and Jackie fart if, in front of each other? If, listen, I would be concerned if this far into your relationship, you have not farted in front of each no, other. No, there's, like, you know, Taylor know- Lautner. Taylor Lautner on the podcast that he was just on the good guys that I was t- talking about a few episodes ago, he said him and his wife yeah. have never farted in front of each other. First of all, one of them is lying. They've definitely let out like a silent but deadly one. And or one of them has gone into and have an abdominal pain because they've they held also in the fart don't, for so long. They also don't poop in their like shared bathroom. They go to the downstairs bathroom and poop. Like, come I mean, on. I can, under- I can understand that. Like, that's just might weird some people out. But like. I mean, I remember the first year I was trying to court Jackie and I was holding in a fart for like three days straight and yes. being in During actual the courting abdominal time. pain. But when you've been with but someone yeah, now, as long as we have, yeah, I'm going to hold in my farts all day long. No, thank you. That'll hurt. So I'm it fine with hurt. some some beans, the magical fruit <laughs> in two days. <All> right. <laughs> Just letting you, you guys know. Like smoothies. <laughs> no, I can't drink out of a straw. And honestly, like sipping on a smoothie, there's nothing worse. I don't want like a smoothie mustache. That's disgusting. <laughs> or like a chunk of it falls and hits no, you. No, that nose. literally makes me want to die. <laughs> I will not be sipping on my smoothies. I think wait, that's the grossest wait, thing. Wait. <laughs> I remember there was one time I was like, as a kid, I was knocking one back. And then the whole thing just fell into my nose and damn near suffocated me to no, death. No, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> those chunks are meant to stay at the bottom of your glass and your straw goes around it. Okay? I'm not sipping on any smoothie. So I'll be eating my beans and I'll be tooting. 
You can do mashed potatoes too. That's another option. Yeah, I can make some mashed potatoes. Sure. Yeah. I got some polenta. Oh man. That's my that's my trend of the week. I think nah. you guys should go look up on TikTok girls making beans. Don't type that in. Please don't type in girls making beans. I don't know where that's gonna take you. I think if you want to find the video that I specifically am going to be referring to is um remember that girl Tess? I I um shout out a, a long time ago. Tess Madeline. She cooks for us. Yeah. She lives in Canada. She's so wholesome and nice yep. and sweet. She's she makes her own beans. Yep. So, Tess Madeline, go find her. Go find her bean video. Uh, Bria Lemorandi, Bria Lemonade. I don't know what her real last name is. Bria just made some. If you guys know who that is. People are making beans on TikTok, and I'm making mine today. Okay. What's your trend of the week? Um, My trend of the week (laughs) has to do with home decor because, you know, I'm – I find a lot of different ways to express myself creatively and artistically. Oh, words up. Um, but Jackie was out of town last week, and I had been seeing on Instagram the garland, uh, the hanging or floating garland Christmas tree or shower rod thing, and oh. I was like, "Yeah, no, 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 not the hanging tree, the hanging garland, okay, like uh, or whatever." Yeah. and I decided to make it. Um, I really channeled my inner Jackie because I didn't just like half ass it. I, no. um, I use chicken wire. I use moss. I use fake flowers. I use like partial real, um, garland, um, fake garland with like uh, fake little pine cones on it. Tied some ribbons, got some ornaments, weaved in some led lights and everything. And I fucking crushed it. It's a work of art. It truly, I remember I stepped back at one point and I said, God damn, Martha Stewart, eat your goddamn heart out. Was Jackie so thrilled when she walked in the door? Was she like, who did you have come over and she put this ve- up? She was very surprised. The running joke was that I was actually paying attention when I had to help her during all of her yeah, floral events. For sure. For sure. <laughs> because that's what it was. Like I would like put one in there and I like to take a step back, look at it all together, then slide another uh, little thing in there, take a, see the whole picture together and yeah. slide one in here. You I did was a my, really I was good in my job. Fika Flora moment, you know? Oh, you were cosplaying Fika Flora. Um, you need to post those the things that Fika you Flora. sent to me, you need to make like a reel. On my to do list today is editing the reel of me making that i like film oh, the whole stunning. thing so um that'll be on my instagram hopefully today or tomorrow no my one advice to people is get like a legit curtain rod or tension rod because the one i got is like super small and cheap and it is holding on for your life because you got to imagine like once you add on flowers and um if you add on ornaments and like all these other things it's going to start to get heavier and heavier and heavier and yeah, yeah. it's a lot of weight yeah, and especially if you do like the off-centered style, it's gonna weigh down on one end more. So anyway, get a legit tension rod, not some cheap ass one that I got. Um, but yeah, I'll post that later. That's my trend. Highly recommend. I haven't worked with chicken wire yet, and I would really like to, but I feel as though I need Jackie first to show me before I just like blindly go into it. Yeah, now that I'm like a chicken wire expert, I would say, yeah, you definitely need some guidance beforehand. 
You have to have like certain pliers. You have to wear gloves, oh, yeah. right? Because it hurts. Well, yeah, the, I mean, when you're cutting it, at least you need wire cutters, and like you can do it with your bare hands. You just got to be careful because it's like open cut wires that definitely hurt like hell. Um, but it's honestly not like it doesn't. There's no rhyme or reason. You kind of just like fold it up or ball it up into a ball and shove it into whatever pot you're doing. But for me, I like shoved it into the corner between the rod and the wall. And it didn't, ha it doesn't look pretty mm -hmm. back there, but you're covering it up. So you don't really care what it looks like. You're just having it up there to have structure for things to stick through. So. You know what? I really love Justin that you're breaking the stigma that the woman has to decorate the house. Like men oh. step up. Wasn't it fun? Like a creative process for you? It was fun. It did take me twice as long than I thought to do it. Um, but no, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then I like wrapped our presents because like I'm the designated present wrapper in our household. And then I'm putting up our Christmas tree today. So. Love that. Our Christmas tree's been up. We put it up like right after Thanksgiving. Nice. Necessary. Nice. Okay. I love a Christmas home. All righty doodle. Let's hop into our stories of the week they're pretty meaty this week so we got to dive right into them first of course we have some Travis and Taylor news Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs lose with Taylor Swift in attendance for the first time holy moly honestly it had to happen it had to happen so that we could stop like doing that and that's a lot of pressure on Taylor of like Oh, if I don't show up, they're going to lose. And when a fan base <laughs> believes that and has like a superstition like that, it's a lot of pressure. So honestly, I'm a little bit glad that this happened for t for our girl Taylor's sake. But, you know, as at least she's right now, we know that Taylor Swift is staying with Travis in his Kansas City home. Remember, he just bought like a huge mansion in Kansas City and yes. had more privacy and whatnot. Taylor is there with him now. Um while her tour is on break. And I think they're going to spend Christmas in Rhode Island, which would just be so beautiful. You think so? Okay. When did all the stories about them start happening? It was like, what, like August? Yeah, maybe August, September. September. So it's been like, what, five months, four months? What we've seen in the public, it's been four or five months. But the first sure. time she went to his game – was not yeah. the first time they hung out, you know? No, 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 not at all. I'm just but that was like, the first time we saw. When is, like, it – because, like, they're adults. When is it the time to, like, introduce or, like, have holidays, holidays together. together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's no correct timeline. Like, it depends on – Honestly, it depends on a lot of factors. One, your age. Mm -hmm. What period of life are you in at this moment? You know, when you're 21 yep. and you have a new boyfriend, you don't need to spend Christmas with his family, you know? But when you're 32 <laughs> or 33, as our girl Taylor is, and she's, like, looking for a husband and he's looking for a wifey and they're serious, sure, there's no rules. But I feel like that's, like, what, that's that, what, what ends up happening – Sorry. is in the reverse is like when you're younger you just willy-nilly have your significant other come to family events but as you get older you ha you wait on introducing them to family and family events and holidays and stuff like that because like it's much more serious i guess and you 
I don't know, you're not just like on a whim inviting them to these things? I don't know. I think you invite them and you see if they sink or swim. Like me, I've always invited boyfriends to holidays because I'm a loser. <laughs> like my high Why school boyfriend didn't because my high school boyfriend didn't need to spend like Christmas with me. You know, like we could be apart. It it was fine. You know. But like Gonzo, yeah. he came to my first like the first year we were dating, he came to Christmas, of course. Yeah. Also depends like if like our families live in the same towns as our significant others' families. So it like makes sense. Like why wouldn't they just like hop over? That does yeah, that you have a good point there cuz yeah, like with our parents or me and Jackie's parents like living around the corner from one another like Yeah. It's easy. Like too easy. But yeah. I think it gets more confusing when or not confusing, but you know, you have to have more of a strategy when mm-hmm. your parents live in separate states. Like that's intense. Yeah. I agree. But you know, I love this for them. Oh, also, I didn't make this a story, but this was huge news. Tree pain, which is um, not tree pain. Is it tree pain? Tree. Tree. Tea pain? No, no. Tree pain. Tree pain. <laughs> literally. Tree pain is um, Taylor Swift's publicist, right? Oh. And she's been oh. her publicist I since this. the beginning. <coughs> and it yep. she really is like Taylor's go to a girly like Person. Taylor doesn't do anything yep. that treat like doesn't sign off on and yep. Dumois which we've referenced a few times on this podcast Dumois is like if you guys don't know it's like a blind item celebrity gossip site so the person who runs Dumois, Dumois is anonymous we don't know who it mm-hmm. is mind you mm-hmm. you can look online Vulture wrote an article about Dumois being like we're pretty sure we're 99% sure that this is who's doing it you know, they did their research. And so I think, like, technically, yes, we know who it is. But it's all anonymous. You never see her face. You never see her whatever. And she reposts anonymous tips that she gets into her email. Well, one of them stated that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn had a ceremony in England in 2020 that ref- that was very much like a marriage ceremony. But it was never made legal. That was just an anonymous tip that was sent in Dumois. Then Dumois was like, I will die on this hill. I know that this is true. And Tree went on Twitter. Mind you, Tree never responds to things. Taylor and Tree do not respond to any rumors ever. Like, they keep it very private. Tree responds on Twitter, writes a tweet saying, like, at Dumois, like, the pain and trauma you're causing over this false narrative – is ridiculous. Like, we need to take Dumas down once and for all, basically. And Dumas, like, just doubled down and was like, I will die on this hill, put it on my fucking tombstone, which is just nuts. Like, just nuts. That's a pretty iconic response. It's iconic, and honestly, she had to double down or she would lose all credibility. If she just replied back and was like, oh, you know, like, Tria spoken, guess this one's not real, Um, Mm -hmm. it would kind of dampen her credibility, but I don't see some people are in the camp of like because Tree responded, this must be true. But then the yeah. real Swifties are like, because Tree responded, this is definitely not true. Because we're aware that Tree never responds. And I think Tree writing that tweet be and you know, with Taylor's consent, is because Taylor doesn't want to talk about Joe anymore. Obviously something 
sinister went down between Taylor and Joe. Mm -hmm. Seems like she wasn't happy with him for the last two years of their relationship and that they were kind of off and on. And um, Jack Antonoff, who's her producer and one of her best, best friends, um, posted, okay, so because Taylor was the top streaming ar- streamed artist on Spotify for Spotify Wrapped this mm-hmm. year, um, she released You're Losing Me on Spotify. It was only, that song was only ever released if you bought like the deluxe version of her album, Midnights. Mm-hmm. So pe- we would hear like janky recordings of it, but she like officially released it on Spotify in yeah, response yeah. to being whatever. Jack yeah, Antonoff yeah. posted on his story the exact date that that song was written. We all assumed that this was a breakup song from Joe and that it was written in maybe like 2022. Now mm-hmm. Jack Antonoff was saying that it was written in 2021. So obviously Taylor had already had these feelings. They were already off and on whatever at that time so it's like throwing the whole timeline out of the water and the Swifties are going crazy besides the point Tree is just like this is not true and she wants us to move on from Joe and focus on Travis I will have to say I side with the Swifties on this one because I learned very early on that the Swifties can find out anything and you shouldn't not trust them because mm-hmm. like i think i read there was some dancing with the stars guy who i guess they all voted against because he still followed scooter braun on instagram oh shit and so they literally went on and got all of the other swifty people to vote for the other people on Dancing with the Stars. And so him and his girl got voted off and he was supposed to be one of the best ones. So like I've learned that Swifty Nation, if yeah. if she had secretly gotten married or had a ceremony with Joel, um, Alwyn, Alwyn, we would have heard about it is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, they would have, someone would have seen something, would have known Somebody someone. Somebody would have seen some shit. Exactly. So yeah, I, I saw that. And I think like her, coming out and saying something her publicist is really just like when she's just had enough of the rumors and you're just like look yeah this is like totally it's disrespectful yeah because it's trying to insinuate that she's been married before and travis wouldn't be her first marriage and as we know like travis and taylor are on the road to marriage they're on the road to having kids like i said a ring by spring i'm sure of it i'm sure of that fast Yes, because again, we don't know the actual timeline of Taylor and Travis because she's I mean, she told us when she year. wanted to tell us. No, but maybe it it's a year. Over. And I think when you're when you're at the ages that they are, it's like when you know, you know. And why do I need to like? There's no correct timeline, like we were saying, of like, oh, when you need to date someone for two years before you get married. She dated Joe for six, and they didn't get married. You know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't always work out the way you think it's supposed to work out. For sure, I agree. I also just want to quickly call out that I'm not one of those crazy Swifties that go and like want to vote against someone for following Scooter Braun. That is so blown out of the water, insane. Petty. And what gives Swifties a bad name? Because that's just ridiculous. Petty. And who has Petty. the time to go through and look at who's following who and then wreak havoc like that? It's just unreal taylor's fine everyone she doesn't need us to come to her defense with at dancing with the stars it's giving burn book like once you're written the burn book of taylor swift the swifties will tear you up yeah like 
I still like Kim Kardashian. That's the kind of Swifty I am. But I think Taylor can do no wrong. So, but I do think yeah. the Swifties can do wrong. I just wanted to make that clear. God, just so you. no one assumed that I was that insane. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, flipping on to the other side of the music industry. Actually, somebody posted a photo. And the caption was the entire music industry. And guess who were the two people in the mu- in the photo? Taylor and Beyonce. Taylor and Beyonce. And I don't necessarily <laughs> disagree because our two queens are giving. They're giving, they're serving, and they're living. And Beyonce released uh, her Renaissance uh, movie this weekend. Uh, it debuted at $21 million, which... No, it's not as big as Taylor's debut. What was um, Taylor's? But I don't remember, but I it, it didn't I don't think it came. It close. doesn't matter. I don't need to pit women against each other. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, everybody was out. And the one person that I loved the most who went out was Blake Lively because she had this caption about Taylor Swift and she talked about the pitting of women together and like we're all friends and we should all be together and all this, which like everybody says like if they like if they would ever have like their hall pass person and like me and your husband have talked about our hall passes to be honest my hall pass is just to hang out and go shopping with blake we don't need to be intimate i just want to be in her presence blake lively is like yeah gonzo too right huh gonzo too right he just wants to hang out and go shopping i'm not speaking for gonzalo i'm just speaking no you say yes (laughs) yes of course okay that's i love that for him so, yeah. So, anyway, Blake Lively and Taylor went together. And then they made some comment or somebody made a comment about how Travis and Ryan should recreate a photo that they took where, like, Blake totally. is holding Taylor. Totally. And so they photoshopped their faces onto their body. You haven't seen this? Send it to me oh right my. now. Oh, my God. I have to show you this. This is crazy. First of all, like, oh. Taylor has never looked better than she looked at Beyonce's Renaissance premiere. Like, she looked iconic. The hair, the dress, the lip. Beyonce always looks iconic. Oh, my God. Beyonce never misses fashion-wise. Taylor has had some misses. So when Taylor shows up and shows out, it's really exciting. No, it. everybody killed it. And then there was, like, some drama about supposedly, like, people were accusing Beyonce of, like, whitewashing her skin and she looks pale. You guys, get a life. First of all, chill and she clapped back like beyonce again she doesn't really respond to like haters and shit like that but she low-key key clapped back when she posted a photo in her um in her like closet or whatever in all white and she said like look at this melanin like bitch like i'm black get off me yeah and we just never know what happens in post with these photos i just exactly that's like a big thing to accuse someone of doing and it you can't just like throw that kind of verbiage around. Yeah, it's a huge deal. For funsies. At Beyonce, who's an yeah, icon no. for the community. Yeah, no. So anyway, the premiere happened. I unfortunately have not been able to see it because as you guys heard earlier, I had quite the busy weekend. But um, I do plan to see it um, hopefully this coming up week. Um, but yeah, I heard Love it was great. Her, there was a lot of good moments with Blue Ivy and her being the little boss diva that she is. Yes. And... Also, like, supposedly she kind of stole the show with, like, because it really put into perspective, like, how she looked like her first show versus her last show. Mm-hmm. And apparently she heard all the critiques that she um, was getting throughout the tour and stuff like that. And so, yeah. 
um yeah i can't wait Should one of my it? friends um saw it this weekend and said she would go watch it again back to back like it was so good Oh my God. I see what, you know what I'm not seeing is people getting up dancing and singing all crazy and shit. Because like, uh, Beyonce's is more of like a documentary style of her tour where Taylor Swift's is just the concert. You're right. Cause they have, cause I, from the clips I saw, like Beyonce has like behind the scenes. It's yeah. very reminiscent of her homecoming video that she yes, did. Yes, exactly. The Coachella one. It was like a lot of the behind the scenes, the rehearsals and stuff like that. And yes. like snippets of the concert, not just the concert from beginning to end. Yeah, so. exactly. You're right. All right. Moving on um, to all my millennials out there who stand this relationship all the way back in 2003. Ashanti and Nelly are reportedly expecting their first child, which if you were like me and like they were like that quintessential R&B couple back in the day um, to see this happening is just like making all of your like wildest dreams come true. Like. Nelly with his band-aid under the eye and his do-rag. He was like the swaggy guy. And Ashanti was like the R&B songstress. And they teamed up um, on the song, like, Body on Me together. And just, you know, just everything coming full circle. So, like, they dated back in 2003. Um, and then they kind of later, like, they stopped. They Well, they split after about a decade together. And then they rekindled their relationship um, early in 2023. I didn't know this. You didn't know what? That they were split. Okay, so they dated from like 2003 to 2013-ish. Yep. Broke up. They broke up. And not, 10 years later, they rekindled their romance and now they're having rekindled. their first child. This is rumored. I don't know. It has not necessarily been like fully confirmed that they're pregnant yet. But um, this will be, from what I can gather, Ashanti's first child. And then Nelly has two biological kids and two adopted kids. Wow, but, um, this is so this is such a better story than I thought. I thought it was just like pregnancy news and I was like, "Oh, cool." But this is no, crazy. Like this is them coming together is like a big deal. It's huge. Oh, I love that for them. Do you think you could um sorry, not you. Do you think it's possible for people to rekindle an old flame or do you think once something's done it's done? No, absolutely. I don't believe that. I'm literally in the middle of watching Entourage and I watched mm. E Eric and Salone go through their whole like, f like together and then breaking up for like two or three years, dating other people, kind of keep missing each other and connecting and kind of screwing each other over. And like now they just got engaged in the episode I watched. So like, yeah, I think it can definitely happen, but it really takes two mature people to truly let the like they have to let each other go at one point to like actually come back. Like one person can't be like holding the flame for the other one. Right, right during the breakup yeah it's yeah i i only ask because one of the story and two one of my favorite influencers peyton sartain just got back together with her ex-boyfriend joe and we all mm -hmm. love joe and we didn't know why they broke up and we were all really upset about it and now they just got back together and she's gonna do a whole podcast episode about rekindling an old flame and it just got me thinking yeah. i was just re reading about it today but she said main thing was that he came back with a plan um things that he had worked on things that they like exactly what went wrong the first time and like what they can do moving forward instead of just being like yep. what's up you up miss you you know <laughs> <laughs> like you that up? so you know love that for ashanti and nelly yeah i would no. love for them to have like a lifetime movie of their love oh my god that'd be so cute it would be so cute Adorable. all right okay next story 
Kim Kardashian is really quite the actress, you guys, because um, she... Uh, like, pump the brakes, oh. pump the brakes, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Calling her quite the actress is a slight stretch. Okay, Kim Kardashian is... Kim, Kim Kardashian is in her actress era. She is set to play sure. Laura Wasser in Inspired Lawyer in new Ryan Murphy drama series with Kris Jenner as the producer. Holy moly, name a more iconic trio. I, I Like, who's Laura Wasser? Okay, let me tell you about Laura Wasser because I didn't know who she was either. She's LA's most successful divorce lawyer and the owner of an all-female law firm. She has represented numerous A-listers, including Ryan Reynolds, Angelina Jolie, Britney Spears, and Kevin Costner. So she's like a celebrity divorced lawyer. Mm-hmm. And she's a powerhouse in the field. She has an all-female law firm, which is so cool because I would think majority of law firms are all men with like one or two women yes. sprinkled in, I would assume. Yeah. And yeah. it's a really cool thing that someone so successful, the most successful divorce lawyer, is a woman who has an all-female law firm. Um mm-hmm. It's be- this drama series is being written by Brothers and Sisters creator and playwright John Robin Robin Bates. I don't know who that is, and I don't know what Brothers and Sisters is. So hopefully it's he's a TV good. Show. Okay, and then produced, executive produced by Ryan Murphy. It'll be streamed on Hulu, which is obviously the current home of the Kardashians. So this is going to be a Hulu scripted series. Christianers on the producing team. Ryan Murphy's leading them off, like. All the Ryan Murphy shows are always so good. Yeah, like Glee, huge. Glee. Um, what Pose. else is Ryan Murphy? American Horror Story, Pose, yes. Nip Tuck, um, American Crime, Nine One One, Dahmer. That was a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is my thing. Um. This is this is coming from Justin, who has now accepted the Kardashians back into his life and is much less a Kardashian hater and understands that they have power. They are good at what they do. And I respect their hustle. I don't think she should play this part or I don't think she can do this part justice, especially if like there's so few times where you have a woman like this in this kind of situation. And I would really want her to be portrayed by somebody who can do her character justice, like a true actress, and to be totally honest with you, like a seasoned actress. Because, you know, if you throw in some actress just for her star power and she doesn't do it justice and it gets canceled or gets shit reviews, that's her entire reputation and that's how people are going to perceive her moving forward um, is this show rather than like her actual work. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I I understand what you're saying totally a hundred percent, and I don't disagree with you as far as saying like this is an important role and it needs to be played by someone of great importance. However, I do feel that if a door is open to you and you're interested in walking through it, you should walk through it. And I would apply that to anyone. So if this obviously. Ryan Murphy worked with Kim on American Horror Story. And they yeah. he thought she was good enough for that. Let's put her in something else. When it comes to, like, taking jobs away from other actors or actresses, I can understand why some people could be upset. 
but that's just like the name of the game. And this is just like the lifetime that she gets these opportunities. It is. I mean, it is, but it goes back to like, um, okay, so like we talked about the whole issues with, you know, all these fashion houses naming celebrities as their like creative directors. Right. I'm talking like Pharrell and of course now I can't think of any other ones where they've done this. And they're like, why wouldn't you give uh, like true fashion designers, which Yes, Pharrell has great fashion sense. He has great opinions on fashion, but like he, at the end of the day, is not a true fashion designer. And like, I kind of agree with that sentiment of, um, you know, true actor or actresses getting these could be, you know, life changing roles. Like, believe what you want about Dahmer. Um, the guy that they chose to play, Dom, like, he killed that role. Like, he played it very well. He, gave you that creepiness that eeriness that everything and he was kind of he wasn't a no-name actor but you know he wasn't that big and so to think like you know just because of her star power she's getting this role without like you know being put to the test against other you know uh potential people i don't know I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, but I, I mean, would yeah. challenge you to think of it not so linear of like, oh, to be an actress you or an actor, you have to like put in the work in this specific way. Like she's put in a lot of work into her career in other ways that has led her to this opportunity. So it's not that she was absolutely. just like out of the blue, just like handed the role on the silver platter. It's like obviously mm-hmm. she's put in a lot of work in lots of other yeah. areas that have contributed to her being gifted this opportunity. Whereas but like, like, does she have the talent? Is what I'm saying. Like, is she a talented actress? And that is to be determined. Like, yeah, I don't know if that matters as much to the networks if she's talented or if she's a problem. Isn't that a problem? Like, should it it go to the person who can best portray the character? Yeah, if we lived in an all is fair world, which we don't, which which we don't. You're totally right. We don't live in all is fair, but. I don't know. That's just, you know, my my opinion on the matter. Because, yeah, I have not seen something to make me think that Kim is a great actress. Not that she okay. doesn't deserve it's it. It's similar and she vibes worked. to The weekend doing that stupid show. Oh, the I Idol. 100% agree. He should not have done that. He <laughs> should not have done me. it. He should not have done that shit. It was Because bad. we didn't like really the show. Really bad. But he's just, huh? he wasn't an actor. And he got gifted. And no one seemed to be like in upheaval over it like no one seemed to be upset about him getting that role i mean people were pretty pissed about that him they getting were that, but, but it they was... were pissed about the content of the show and how bad the show was itself but no one had yeah. like any specific but he wasn't portraying somebody i think the the problem with this one is like you're taking somebody's st- true life story and presenting it to a wider media so now her name this lady's name laura wesser will probably be a household name because of this show and so you want to put the best you got into it which don't get me wrong putting kim kardashian's name on it is definitely going to give it a little boost with everybody else so like yeah this can work very much in their favor or it can very much not work in their favor Um, they're taking a very big dice roll i think yeah and i think for laura she's already super successful she's fine if if kim like made the role like hacked the role it doesn't mean she's yeah. not going to get clients, you know? No, not at all. But what is like public perception? Because like you like for but why do like we need me, to care about I public n- perception? She just needs to care about her own perception of herself. 
but public perception is everything. And if you don't think public perception is part of their, her entire business and how she gets clients, like, you know, if the public perceives something about you as a whole, as a, a, an entirety, that's going to affect how you carry yourself and how you, you know, move forward. Totally. I just think she's our, she's like her success is above it. Her, yeah, her clientele we'll is above it. She's not getting like, I'm not looking to hire Laura Wasser. I couldn't afford her. No. You know? <laughs> she already has a network. She also, already has a clientele. You don't need a divorce lawyer because Gonzalo is your forever paramour. Or not paramour no, paramour I would never get your... a divorce because um, it's too expensive. And I like Gonzo as a human. And I love him as my husband. But I like him. Okay, that's. Like, I want him to hang around. Got it. Good. You know? Good to know. Okay. Next story. Okay. This is a very complex story. Not really. I shouldn't have said that. It's just like a, it's just a weird Elon Musk story that he's just making headlines and um, throwing fits. So we're going to use this as like Elon Musk shades Paris Hilton after she removes kitchenware ads from X, X's Twitter. And in quote, I don't think Paris cooks a lot. First of all, he doesn't know that she has a show called Cooking with Paris, but that's fine. <laughs> um, the bigger story here is that Elon Musk told advertisers to go fuck themselves. He was at Which, a... Stupid. Yeah. He was at um, some type of panel discussion. I honestly don't know what the event was. Um... Oh, at the Deal Book Conference. Okay. Anyways, he okay. So advertisers are starting to pull spend from the platform X. I yep. actually work in this. I work on the advertiser side, so it's very interesting. For it was interesting for me to hear him talk about it when my job is literally promoting things well, on platforms. Did you, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Do we promote on? X. X. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. We used to promote a lot on Twitter. Um, we haven't promoted on X in a long time, mostly just because the ROI hasn't been very good. Got it. So okay. we don't like put okay. it out to our clients. Um, yeah. So essentially, advertisers are pulling ad spend from X, because claiming because it's X is no longer a safe space. Like there's no guardrails up for hate speech or um yep. like mo- in the most recent news obviously like the palestine versus israel conflict and it's just mm-hmm. getting out of hand there's like meta mind you it's not great and tiktok have more of these limitations of like hey you can't write that or you're gonna get your yep. post taken down whatever Where like X doesn't have those same guardrails up, so it's not really protecting the user. And Elon is really someone that fights fights for free speech, whether it offends or not. So that's kind of yep. the main conflict here of like, should you be allowed to say whatever you want, even if it's going to be highly offensive Hurtful. and dangerous to a particular party? AKA like mm-hmm. when Kanye was tweeting um, anti-Semitism tweets all day long and then hate crimes for Jews rose. So it's people with platforms that, so it's, you know, 
keeping the world safe. It's a it's a much larger issue. But for today, we'll talk about the advertisers. So advertisers <laughs> are pulling spend. And um, he says, so the panel, per, the speaker asked him, you know, what do you think about this? And he said, oh, go fuck yourself. Did you hear me? Go fuck yourselves. Am I clear? He said, I hope they stop. Don't advertise. If somebody is going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Then he singled out the Disney CEO, Bob Iger, who had discussed not wanting Disney to be affiliated with Musk while he was on stage that same stage earlier in the day and he pointed him out and said hey bob if you're in the audience you know which was bold i love that um then the speaker asked him isn't this gonna kill x like you have employees you have people that need to keep their jobs they rely on you for money and he said what this advertising boycott is going to do it's is it's going to kill the company He seemed almost resigned to the possibility, speaking of it almost as though X were a martyr and the advertisers were the enemy. That is what everybody on earth will know, he said. We'll be gone and it'll be gone because of an advertiser boycott. I thought this was a really interesting story just for us to discuss here. And I would love to know your thoughts. Here's my thing. I used to like dabble in Twitter. I was never a big Twitter user, but I'm reading this book right now that's talking about all the different social medias and their importance, um, yeah. you know, utilizing all of them and how they each have a purpose. And Twitter has always been a place of conversation. And that's where you go to get up to date news. Like if I truly wanted to know if there was, you know, a school shutdown down the street from me or a snow report um, when I'm going snowboarding, like I hop on Twitter because it's live, it's up to date, and it's reliable. Yeah. Once Elon Musk took over, like all that went out the window people were making fake accounts and getting verified and stating like, you don't know if this is, you know, Taylor Swift making an announcement like uh, before, um, you know, for what was going on in Brazil and maybe things were getting delayed or whatever. Taylor can hop on her official page and let her fans know, Hey, we're getting delayed for this or Hey, you can go here to get water, blah, blah, blah. Whereas now you can hop on there and be a fake Taylor Swift page and make people think and give false information. So like it's lost all of its credibility and it is gone downhill ever since. And Elon is just, he is to me a narcissist. Like, is he brilliant? Absolutely. But he's also a narcissist and, you know, yeah, he's really only things. thinking of his own agenda in this situation yeah. where advertisers do as well. Trust me, like advertisers are not. Um, they're not the good guys in this. They're not the good guys all. necessarily no. at all. But when it comes to protecting users in a. They don't do it. Safe place. They don't do that at all. And then. Yeah. Elon masks that, the hate crimes, the hate speech, he masks it by saying, well, I believe in free speech. And that's just, you know, something we all have to think about when we go on social media. Would it it be helpful if everyone could just say whatever the fuck they want whenever they wanted to? I'm going to say no. Like, I don't see how Kanye's tweets were necessary to our world. Like, I think those should have been flagged and taken down. Because yeah. people literally lost lives over his tweets. 
And that yeah. happens a lot. And misinformation is spread really easily, especially when it comes to these really serious conflicts like the Palestinian-Israel conflict. You can't tell what's real and what's fake anymore because anyone could just post whatever. And it's really overwhelming and it's really scary. And you get so like emotionally impacted by all these stories. Gigi Hadid posted a misinformation reel that Israel was like harvesting babies' organs and to her millions of followers – and then yeah. later on had to be like, oh, sorry, that's not true. But people already took that information and that's dangerous yeah. towards a specific group of people. Yeah, it's and like the X has become like this breeding ground for just it's like the wild, wild west. And I yeah. think that, yeah, like you said, he doesn't really care about what happens in the end. And, you know, you, I understand what he's trying to do of saying like he wants no limitations and people should be able to say what they want and mm -hmm. all this. But like for your response as a CEO to just be a, a go fuck yourself, first of all, it's childish. Yeah. And like there's much more there's a much better way to say like you can say something off the top of your head like, you know. I really don't want to have my decisions being based off of advertisers. I don't want to be strong armed into making these decisions. I understand their importance and don't get me wrong. I also care about my employees yeah. um, and their livelihoods, but I refuse to allow my company to be strong armed by people who also do not care about my employees and only care about the bottom line. Should I become a CEO of X and just take that? Bitch I think over? you that should. Was just that was a beautiful bullshit. statement. Like beautiful. It's that easy, but. You know, I also think he does things for clickbait. Like, I think he does things to, like, I think draw eyes. Yeah, Elon Musk has so much money, more money than any of us could even conceptualize, that he no longer can relate to the general population. And he really yeah. does view X as a social experiment. And he's experimenting yes. with all of us, with you, yes. with me, with who's ever oh on God. it. And that is scary. That's a great point. You're right. This is a game. This is because, yeah, you're right. He's at such a weird level of wealth that him buying Twitter is like me buying a PlayStation and saying, oh, let me yeah. just fuck around and find out. He doesn't like, care if it blows up. It's not a big deal yeah. to him. It it doesn't matter because he, he could buy another. He could buy Instagram tomorrow. You know, yeah. that's why it's like well, so crazy. Bro, It'll be but... interesting how um, social media gets governed and how that will relate to our freedom of speech in general without making it a place where misinformation and dangerous things are spread yeah so anyway <sighs> that was heavy well we had two very heavy uh very deep conversations this week i love that for us i love a deep conversation i don't know if anyone knows this about justin and i but like we love a deep conversation. And honestly, like, I don't want to have any type of small talk with you. With anyone. I mean, small talk is fun sometimes. About the weather or like, what did you do today? Oh, no. Fuck that shit. Don't. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I'll just sit in silence. I'd rather just. Sit yeah, I'd rather sit in silence. <laughs> Either we're going to talk about Elon Musk and freedom of speech or we're not going to talk at all. Uh, amen sister amen in lighter news let's oh chat tv let's chat tv oh my god okay i got two things one do not waste your time with best christmas ever i love my girl brandy but that movie was garbage i watched it 
Did you? What'd you think? It was just like one of the stupid, cheesy Netflix Christmas movies. Yeah, true. It just like once it got to the end and like the Santa Claus magically appeared, I was like, what the hell am I watching? Okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, my bad. Spoiler alert, Santa's in a Christmas movie. It's fine. But like, yeah, no, it was, I liked um, the storyline. I just feel as though it's just elementary. It's just like it's in the same category as like the princess switch or like Christmas inheritance or a prince for Christmas. You know, all those like it's just in that same category. So if you like those, you'll really like this. If you want a more, if you like more like complex Christmas movies, um, like The Holiday, Christmas with the Cranks, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it doesn't, it doesn't even measure up. No, no. Same thing I would say with uh, Candy Cane Lane on on Prime that I just watched. Is that the one with Eddie Murphy? Yes. So also not good. I haven't watched it yet. Not that it's not good. It's just not like an instant classic. Like, you know when you watched Elf for the first time and you were like, holy shit, this is going to be, this is uh, forever. You don't like Elf? You know. That Justin. Is, I'm Justin. sorry. You guys, I apologize. I'm one of those weird people who does not like peanut butter and does not like the movie Elf. I know. Come for me in the comments. I know I'm going to regret saying that out loud. I'm literally speechless i don't know how to continue this episode let alone this conversation i apologize there's a bunch of christmas movies i'd rather watch before i watch elf okay well then don't watch candy cane lane it's it's gonna be the same vibes candy cane lane was like um (laughs) best christmas ever a little bit i would say it was a little bit better than best christmas ever yeah for sure so, um, one movie, Chris movie that was good that I thought was very cute um, was Family Switch with Jennifer Garner and I Ed Helms. Watched it. I'm excited to watch it. it. No, I think Gons and I are gonna watch it tonight. I just it saw that it cute. came out yesterday. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's like Freaky Friday, but like the whole family and Freaky Friday meets Thirteen Going on Thirty. That's what the um, description says on Netflix. Uh, it's definitely a Freaky Friday moment because they switch places w- with one another. Yeah. I so, saw like the mom and the daughter switch places, the father and the son switch places, and then the baby and the dog switch places. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> creates some very funny, funny moments. Um, but no, it's like, it's cute. And I think that, uh, you know, it's like a feel good movie. And they like poke fun at the idea that this has happened before, like the mom in the movie says, oh, we looked everywhere online and this has never happened ever before in the history of time. And it's just like a <laughs> cheeky moment because like there's yeah. been multiple swap movies throughout, you know, our life. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it, was, it was very good. I liked it. It was cute. Good times. Good Christmas vibes. I love Christmas content. It's really the best content time of year. I did go to the movie theaters this weekend and watch Saltburn. Are you going to go oh, see it? Me. Should I discuss it now Probably or should not. we wait? You know, I, I do want to watch it eventually, but you, you, you want to watch it like when it, it comes because, out. Yeah, because the only movies I go to the theaters for nowadays are like big action movies like Marvel or like Taylor Swift and Beyonce. 
I'm not going for something like Saltburn. Like, I'm sorry, you don't, okay. you don't get my $20. Yeah, I'm not really a movie theater goer either, but my best friends here are. And so Jacob Elordi's in Saltburn. He stars in it. So, of course, all the girlies wanted to go see Jacob's new movie. And they yeah. were all going, so I felt FOMO and I wanted to go. Um, It's like a dark comedy thriller, and that's not my genre that I enjoy. So – that yep. was something yeah, I'm that... I'm confused how you thought that this movie was going to be something good for you to watch. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good for me to watch. And mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy most of it. However, it was a good storyline, I would say. The storyline was really good. Uh, and the costume design was really good. And the set design was really good. And all the actors were phenomenal. Like, Everyone played their part beautifully. I wouldn't have recasted anyone. It was stunning. Um, it was one of the most disturbing and nauseating things I've ever watched. Really? And not because of murder, but like disturbing and nauseating sexually. And not in like, it wasn't hot sexual. It was disturbing sexual. Not erotic. No. Have you seen Get Out? No. Okay, never mind. I was going to ask you, was it similar kind of thriller? Actually, yeah. I've watched Get Out. Yes. No, all my friends compared it to Promising Young Woman. Did you ever see that? Mm -mm. I didn't see it either. So it's like people die. Okay, so I thought only one person dies because I I look up who dies before I go to a movie that I know people are going to die in. So I don't get attached (laughs) to that character and I'm like prepared. Um. Google only told me one person that died or I really did. I didn't want to read any synopsis, but the main person, the first person that died. So more than one person yeah. dies, just a warning if you're like me. And yeah. um, I wasn't prepared emotionally for all of that. But just some of the scenes went on way too long. And I legit felt nauseous. But overall, the movie was good. I just mm-hmm. I will never watch it again. Okay. Like it's a one and done type of film. Like was it like you had nightmares about it kind of crazy? No, but you have like you feel disturbed. Mm. Like I came home and I had to tell Gonzo a few scenes just to like get them off my chest. (laughs) Do you want to share your most disturbing scene with us? No. It's like it's explicit. It's explicit. I'll tell you offline. Like I'll tell you when we're done recording. Okay. (laughs) But like – it's not something I can share publicly now. You have to just go. So if you like to go to the movies, I think it's a good movie theater watch if you're a movie theater goer because it's like really yeah. beautiful. The shock value is there when you're in a theater. Um, <laughs> if you don't care about going to the, the theater, you're not really a theater person, you could watch it at home when it comes out on streaming. But yeah. I, I suggest everyone watches it. Jacob Lordy was very hot in it. So that <sighs> carried me through. I want his James Dean murder club or uh, James. God, I forgot what it's called. It's that blue hat that, he, you know, that like picture that's been going around the internet. He's in like a biker um, jacket, um, green cargo pants. He has a book in his pocket and he has his blue hat on. No. And it says James Dean, like murder club or something like that. And like everybody's been talking about this hat. Do you know how much this hat is like going for online? Like secondhand, like, over a thousand dollars. Oh, because Jacob wore it and he's an icon. 
I'm telling you, his fashion yeah. is my favorite of men's fashion right now. He's his style is Jeff's kiss. Did you know who? Do you know who he's dating? Who? Um, Olivia. What's Olivia's last name? Though Aunt Becky's daughter. Olivia Jade. Olivia Jade. Interesting. Does she ever go back to college? No, and they've been dating for like almost two years, I want to say, and they've been on multiple like Italian vacations together. Like they're pretty serious. Did you know Jacob Elordi also dated Zendaya, and he also dated Joey King? I know he dated Joey King. Did you hear about him bashing? Yeah, on his bashing kissing on Booth movie. You can't bash your your beginning. You know, it's it's not yeah. classy, but you know no. he's so and hot. I'll, I'll give him a pass. Joey King commented on it, but I didn't read what. Yeah, she because had to they say. dated through that movie, so she's like, "Oh, so you were just like too good for me, too good for this movie." Yeah, I would have been offended if I was Joey King. I mean, absolutely, but like, also, he did kind of like really blow up after that movie, like going on Euphoria and being like the exactly. guy that everybody loves to hate, and then like he's gotten bash, significantly can't bash better looking. Yeah, I agree. Sports. All right, so for sports, guys. Um, so first up with sports, we have oh, Lionel Messi being named Time Athlete of the Year. I think we all knew this was coming. We knew with him winning the World Cup, uh, then him making this iconic move to the MLS, and pretty much you know so much so that like all the MLS teams are paying part of his paycheck to keep him here because they realize how fucking important it is to yeah. have him in the MLS to draw attention here, which yes. I will say that just like Facebook walked so Instagram could run. I will say that Dave, after watching the Beckham documentary, yeah. David Beckham walked. So Lionel Messi can run as far as the MLS because I didn't realize yeah. David Beckham's deal with coming to the MLS was such a big thing also. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, in that same fashion, hence why, you know, um, Beckham was a part of trying to get him to the MLS. So he understood. Well-deserved. Well, well-deserved on his Love part. you so much, Messi. I think Gonzo, uh, if he had the choice to – spend a whole day with Messi one-on-one or stay married to me, he would choose Messi. I don't think so. I'll ask him later. I, I That's a honestly, fun little, know you know how, Messi. does Jack ever do this to you of like a, would you love me if, or like the little games when you're bored and laying in bed at night and you don't feel no. like going to bed yet? Because, because she knows the answer to every single one is yes, I would still choose you. I know, but it's still fun to ask. That's going to be mine tonight she when we're laying ask. in bed and I'm not ready to go to sleep yet. And he's like about to fall asleep. I'll, I'll spring that one on him. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I love that for me. <laughs> like, are you planning it out ahead of time? Anyway. Yeah. All right. Next up, we are moving over to the NFL, the other football um, CJ Stroud, who is like, you know, the new kid on the block. He got uh, drafted second round. Didn't Apparently we say he was he's like going to be like rookie of the year? And man, after his last game, I'm calling this right now. He's definitely going to be rookie of the year. It's kind of sad. Like they, they make these quarterbacks take these tests. And as we have seen with just the general population, oh, yeah. tests are not a good determination of how you're going to do. Stop we making us take tests. About the SATs. 
it, we figured it out about the SATs in college. We figured it out about star testing and kids in school. All it does is make you good at taking tests and, you know, a robot to the system and not creative and nothing outside the box. And this kid proves it. Stroud is out here putting a team on his back and he just broke passing records for um, his rookie of the year. And it, oh, he was the one us. that got like the lowest score on that. The test in the beginning. And then that's why he wasn't like the top pick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Tests and, are dumb. And, you know, this has been this has been an issue in the past because they found that especially for quarterbacks, a lot of usually black quarterbacks who typically like the running game more don't do as well um, on these. But it doesn't necessarily, you know, determine the length or the, you know, how good their career is going to be kind of thing. So. Anyway, he is having a great year. He broke the record when he was playing against the Bucks. No, I said that wrong. Not the Bucks. The Bucks is a basketball team. <laughs> uh, uh, the Buccaneers, I think. Now I'm confused. Now I confuse myself. You could call the Buccaneers Bucks. Is this something that Gonzo sent us? No. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it was the Bucks. Okay, good job. Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. right. The Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. The Bucks is the basketball <laughs> team. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah, the Milwaukee um, Bucks. Last story for – good job. Um, the last story in uh, we got um, in NBA, speaking of the Bucks, um, we have the NBA in-game tournament quarterfinals are tonight. I don't know about you – but I have not heard very many people talk about these in-game not, tournaments. Not one singular human. I see what they're trying to They're trying to bottle the buzz around football abroad because they have these middle-of-the-season tournaments and it draws more viewership. Yeah. Like, I understand what they're doing. But it's just, I feel like, leading to people not giving a shit. Um, so, anyway, quarterfinals are today. Um, it's the New York Knicks versus the Milwaukee Bucks and the LA Lakers versus the Phoenix Suns. We'll see who wins and if anybody gives a shit. Is um, Kendall Jenner's ex still on the Suns? Um, something Booker, Corey Booker, Tori Devin Booker. Booker Devin name? Booker. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> I knew his name. I just wanted to refer to him as Kendall Jenner's ex. Oh, my God. Um, yes, I believe he is still on the Phoenix Suns. You're doing a really good job at sports <laughs> broadcasting today, newscasting. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, it's like sometimes we, we, sports sometimes we come a long way, and sometimes we're right back at the beginning. Make keeps us humble. Keeps you know? us humble. Well, that's it for us, guys. This was a long one. Hope you're still around. Um, wanted to let you guys know we're going to do a really fun end of the year review episode. So be excited for that in placement of an episode the week between Christmas and New Year's because no one works during that time and neither do we. So it will be a batched episode. So get excited. You, you said nobody works during that time and neither do we. Hospitals don't shut down, bro. No, I'm saying neither do we here at Pop. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Oh, we're not recording an episode. Got it. I'm here now. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, let us know what your favorite moments are, pop culture moments are from the year. If we did cover it, great. You can still let us know. If we didn't cover it, still let us know. Maybe we'll have some new fresh take. Um, what are some of your biggest Yeah, my moments? opinions like, change a lot. So I bet you my opinions change from when I first talked about it. It's funny because I'm going to actually have to go back and review. The only ones that I can think of like right off the top of my head is Scandaval, of Sc- course. Of course. Huge deal. Huge um, deal. And the Kim Kim Courtney drama throughout, you know, this yes, last season. The feud. The feud. Um, and then Travis and Travis Taylor. and Taylor. Of course. Well, those we are, have those are my to, top three. To talk about it. Anyways, you guys, we hope you've had a lovely time hanging with us, listening to us. Um, tell a friend about us. Next time you're at a coffee date with your girl, it's about to be holiday season. You need some small talk to have with your family and friends. Bring us up. Say, hey, did you know Lindsay and Justin have a podcast? They're actually really funny. You should listen. Um, and just love you guys. Happy holidays. Later. Ciao.